Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Tomorrow, the gods that built tomorrow will be available for pre-order and streaming. So please support Envision. They're an amazing band, and I look forward to seeing them flourish even more in the future. They're about to hit the, I want to say hit the road, but they're actually traveling overseas with magnitude which is awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for them to be able to get international and play some places that they have not been before. So please, everybody support From Within Records, support Envision, and go pre-order and stream The Gods That Built tomorrow. If you're not subscribed to Dudes Doing Movies or the From Within Records podcast, please boot up your Apple podcast, Spotify, and click subscribe and support the From Within Records podcast network, Strike Force. A new zine coming out very soon. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high-quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. Or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. Before we get into today's guest, tomorrow I will be going to the Wiltern Theater to see NMIX, their showcase. This is the first time that they're doing uh, something solo in America, because the only times they've come, it's been at KCON, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I got this special sign made that I want to show all of you. So give me one second. And it's so ridiculous. And for anyone who is an NMIX fan, you will know this image. So we are going to the Wiltern Theater as I try to plug my headphones back in. Uh, and I I don't know the, the proper sizing, but I think this should be legal to bring in. Hopefully nobody like freaks out with me. This is this is Bay. This is Haywan. They did a V Live and they were just hilarious. So this is an iconic image for anyone who's an Enmix fan. You know this image and I hope to see all of you there. Uh, it's gonna be fun. And I'm gonna enjoy it. But it's gonna be a long day because go to Enmix, spoiler alert that I'm driving to Palm Springs right after. But May 5th is the big day for music. Because like I already said, Envision, The Gods That Built Tomorrow is up for pre-order and streaming. But also, Drain, Living Proof. Support that band. They're taking over the world, and I could not be any more happier for them. So please go buy the record, go stream the record, support Drain. They're about to go on a full U.S. tour. It's going to be amazing. But for today's guest, we had to track down our good friend, Alex. He sings for a band called Spinebreaker. Their new record, Cavern of Inoculated Cognition, comes out tomorrow on Creator Destructor. And I'm so happy that they're back with new music. They're going to be more active. It's amazing because the, the Bay has a ton of good bands. But like I say in the episode, there's two bands that I've always 
wondered about their future. Spinebreaker was one of them, and then the other is Hand of, or excuse me, Hands of God. So I'm happy to see Spinebreaker coming back, getting busy. This new record is awesome. I hope all of you were pleasantly uh, surprised with the new single. And I hope all of you are looking forward to their future activities as much as I am. So please, tomorrow, go support Spinebreaker. Go buy Cavern of Inoculated Cognition. Go stream that record. Tell all your friends who may not know about Spinebreaker, but they just released a new LP, and it's amazing. So please, strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Alex to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Alex. How's it going? Doing good. It's been Long a minute. <laughs> it, it's been a, it has been a minute. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to have you back on the podcast. Obviously, um, uh, we're friends on social media, but we, we haven't talked in a long time. Uh, so I'm happy that you were down to come back on the podcast and uh, you know, give your time today. So thank you so much. Of course. Okay. Uh, main reason why we're here, uh, this episode drops on Thursday new album for Spinebreaker comes out Friday. Uh, for me, I'm just so curious about uh, where the band's been for so long. So it's been about four years, uh, you know, a little shy, like in one month. But I, I'm just so curious about uh, what the band has been doing. Did, did you guys put the band on hold or have you guys always been working behind the scenes since the 2019 promo? Yeah, so... I mean, the promo was was meant to to put out this record. Okay. So, but we ended up going a different direction, and it ended up taking, you know, decent chunk of time to to get that going. Obviously, like uh, with like Gulch and Tsunami, kind of taking off a lot, uh, <laughs> taking over the world. Got, That's yeah, crazy. Taking over the world. Yeah. But uh, you know, put this on the back burner. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing's gonna get in the way now. Yeah, and I, I I find that really interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, Gulch decided to hang it up. Tsunami's uh, still going super strong, uh, but but I am happy that uh, you know Spinebreaker is uh, coming back out with a new record and still being a band, right? Because for for the longest time, there's been two bands up there that I've had my eye on, wondering what's going on. Obviously, Spinebreaker was one of them, and the other one is Hands of God. So I'm happy at least Spinebreaker's coming out and doing stuff, and hopefully in the future, Hands of God will come back and put out a record. Um, but, uh, for the, the, the past four years, have you just been, uh, you know, writing for lyrics or staying active, uh, you know, thinking about the band, like what have you been doing these past four years in terms of Spinebreaker? I mean, for me, I wait for music to be written completely before I even start writing any lyrics. Like I, I come up with like song titles and shit and, and premises and base, base lyrics off of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, everything music wise is like, it's, it's all waiting on Elliot. Okay. So when Elliot has songs written, he'll get with our drummer Brian. They jam it out a couple times here and there, and then they get in the studio, and then that's when that's when my part comes in. Okay, and I am happy that you know after you know so many years, 
of not being active that same lineup which is cool right because a lot of bands uh you know switch out members whatever shit happens but for you guys to keep the same lineup i, I think that's really awesome yeah we did add j nut from dead heat oh wait so you guys are having three guitar players now so we have th- we have three Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I had seen him in some live photos, but I wasn't sure if he was just filling in. But th- that's awesome to hear that you guys okay added Jane, that super talented gu- guitar player. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, f- he he wrote there. I mean, you, I didn't send it to you. I just realized that I forgot to send it to you. It's okay. But uh, he he wrote the solo in in our last the last track on the album that I think is fucking um, incredible. Okay, and uh, the title of the record obviously it's um, you know kind of a long one a cavern of inoculated cognition uh oh where does that come from because I, I i think it's really interesting and you know i had to sit back and think about you know what those words actually mean so it's it's kind of like uh the depths of a, like a kind of like a just disturbed uh corrupted mind like uh i don't know plagued with like mental illnesses and all kinds of all kinds of things like that any kind of affliction that you could think of. Yeah. And that's kind of like what's portrayed with like the, uh, you know, kind of like an alien looking cavern on the album cover with, you know, some dead alien bodies and shit. Like there's a war going on in, in there. Yeah. The cover's intense, right? I, I was looking at it and I was like, what the hell's going on? I have to kind of stare at it to try to, you know, piece everything t- uh, t- together. Uh, whose idea was it? Uh, or where did that idea come from for that cover art? Uh, that was, that was mine. Like, uh, so I, I hit up, uh, the artist, Brad Moore, the art wizard, check him out on Instagram. Um, and he, you know, I, he's done some covers that I like. He did the gate creeper cover for deserted and he did, uh, one of the two mold covers and a couple of the, the band worm, their, their covers. And, uh, yeah, I've been into his work for a while and I, you know, I, hit, I was hitting up a couple people and then, uh, you know, he, he hit me back with, you know, he had a pretty good price and, uh, he had the perfect idea apparently for, for what I was going for with the, the album cover. And I, you know, I just kind of told him like loosely, like, all right, yeah, I really want there to be like a cavern, some aliens, some, you know, some weaponry kind of stuff. And yeah, he nailed it. And I'm happy that you're still using the, 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 the same logo. Cause I, I've always enjoyed the, the band's logo. So I'm, I'm hyped to see that return for the record. Yeah. Thank you. I've, uh, I've even tried to like kind of like rework it and see if what I can do, but I don't think I could top it personally for for our band's name mm-hmm. at the moment. Well, I think it's awesome. Uh, leave it unchanged. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> and um, you know, the, this year obviously you guys have uh, been way more active, uh, you know, than you have been. How has that been for you to get back to playing shows and getting out there in front of uh, your local crowd? And I know you have a show coming up here in May in, in Oxnard been awesome i mean the the scene like since i mean especially in san jose and the bay area it's been crazy how how a show that you'd think like maybe five years ago would would do just you know okay this selling selling out like bigger venues like we played we played this uh this brewery in it and it was it was a death graves album release show so it was you know it was mixed crowd Mm -hmm. but it was it was packed out like people still trying to get in at the end and it was pretty crazy yeah i, I think I, uh, that was the video that i saw because uh, I, I watched a couple of your lives that's so that one and I, I watched the video of you guys playing jag so i i, I thought it was cool to see so many people uh, you know be there and support your band yeah jag was awesome that was like one of my favorite shows that i've played 
Yeah, no, I I love what they're doing up there because I've always said that you know when bands tour out west, the Pacific Northwest is a must because they have a, a, an awesome scene, and I, I get that you know it's far, or whatever. Some people don't want to drive all the way up. Uh, to their scene, but I, I highly suggest that people do because uh, the scene, the bands that they have up there, I, I think are awesome. And for them to be able to, because obviously Rainfest went away, but you know now they have Jag, and I, I think uh, what Jag has done for like the the first three installments, I, I think it's been awesome, and, and like it just gradually keeps getting better and better. So I'm, I'm I'm happy that they're able to have something like that up there. Yeah, I definitely hope to be back. It the Northwest is one of those places that like uh, bands used to skip, but like if you if you just didn't skip them. They always show you love no matter what. Like we've been inactive for years, but we always if we went out of town, we always went to the northwest and they pay us back every single time we go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to, you know, bands like Gag, Apex Predator. I, I feel like those are some of my favorite bands up there right now. There's way too many bands to even name. Yeah. and uh, I wouldn't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. There's uh yeah. See now, now you got me thinking because uh, there's this one band that dropped like a three song demo. I think like last year, and shit was crazy. Now, now I feel bad because I I forgot their name, but I'll I'll, I'll do it in post. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. Um, but for you guys to uh, you know come back, uh, you know start playing more shows. Like, were you nervous at all, or was it just another day in the office for you? Kind of another day in the office. Like we we slowed down shows for sure, mm-hmm. but we still played them. Like we still played. Oakland, San Francisco, Berkeley, San Jose every once in a while, you know, it's not like we took like all that time where there was no music coming out totally off, but it was just under the radar because like most of those shows didn't get filmed or, and they're not like big fest or stuff like that. And do you guys have any plans to come down south? Because that, that's always my thing. I, I get a little greedy because obviously you guys are coming down to Oxnard. Uh, yeah. And that's like, you know, a little more central. But, uh, you know, for me, being in Orange County, uh, you know, uh, Orange County, L.A. would be more ideal. So I, I'm curious, do you guys have any plans uh, you know, with the record coming out to uh, to travel out a bit and do more shows? I don't think uh, so we have. We do have some plans, but I don't think we have any directly in L.A., Orange County or anything like that right at this moment. Mm-hmm. just the oxnard show and uh then we got to kind of figure out like a record release show and stuff like that before we start booking out of out of town after okay and ideally uh where would you want to have your record release show and who would you want on that bill if you can speak mm. about it it's hard to say that I don't want to say anybody right now and then like <laughs> then, then leaving them off or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get that. Put, put you on the spot a little bit, but yeah, you, you don't want to leave anybody out and have anybody feel a certain type of way. But no, I, I, I totally get it. But I, I'm surprised that that's not already in the books because the, you know, by the yeah. time this comes out, the record's, you know, one day away. Yeah. The problem here is that we have like, we want to play a record release show in San Jose proper. Okay. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world to just be in the bay at somewhere, but San Jose proper is ideal. And there's there's a couple places that might be able to do it, but everything's kind of low key right now. So we've got to see how the next couple local shows start going before we put anything in stone. But I'll I'll say for sure we want we definitely want to put on for some of the younger hardcore bands in in San Jose by putting. Well, we'll definitely be asking some of those younger guys. Okay. And, you know, I'm happy to see like the, 
uh, you know, growth in the scene because, you know, years ago I, I, I've had on uh, Joseph from Tsunami. Well, basically everybody in your band has been on the podcast except for the drummer, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always spoke to them about, uh, you know, it, it's hard to realize in real time what they're doing is uh, legendary, but, you know, a few years removed and you look back and see what they're doing. It, it, it's insane. So I, I think it's awesome that you guys are able to maintain this awesome scene up there, uh, you know, in San Jose, the Bay Area, and still want to put on for the younger bands coming up and not just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, create a division in your local scene. Yeah, we could easily just kind of ignore what's going on. But what's the point in that? Like that we're not the fu- we're not the future of the scene. Like we've already been around uh, like Spinebreaker, Tsunami, Gulch, like all those bands have all been around already. And like they're not growing the scene anymore. Like it's just they, they're keeping eyes on it at this moment. But if there's not newer bands coming out, then like there's nothing in a couple, you know, when whatever, 10 years from now who's gonna who's gonna be playing all the shows like uh, i mean i don't know that tsunami or spinebreaker or whoever are gonna be at the same point of relevance they could be but Mm -hmm. that's a huge question mark so you definitely need to have have bands holding it down 100 and and that's the right mentality because i always say that uh, the youth is a very important aspect of the scene because uh, we're we're here uh, established been around for a long time, but we can't be here forever. We can't be here, uh, you know, uh, supporting and uh, you know keeping the scene alive, uh, you know, forever. So we have to help develop this new crop, this next generation uh, of hardcore, and you know put them on and help them, uh, you know, uh, or point them in the right direction so they can you know continue the legacy of what's going on because you know scenes can die out. It's only happened before. It's not uh, something that's impossible. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we've got some young, hungry bands out right now. So like, I don't know if you saw our, there's a band called Arbitrary that just dropped a little EP last night. Okay. I've and not had a chance. That out, you yeah. should check that out. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I got to check it out. Cause obviously uh, I, I saw that they worked with uh, Charles Toshio. So I, I, I'm a huge fan of his. So I, I definitely want to check it out because I, I know he's super talented at what he does. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, he does good shit. Okay. Um, so, uh, and it's nice to see that you guys are sticking uh, with a uh, creator destructor. Uh, can you talk about your relationship with them? Yeah. So Ben, he's been, he's been running creator destructor for, I don't even know how many years, probably close to 20 years now. And uh, we've been working with him since, I mean, since just before ice grave. And uh, he's always been a solid dude to us. And, you know, nobody, when we were putting out ice grave, we've, we know we, I mean, I know now that submitting your demos and shit doesn't do anything, but you know, we we submitted that shit everywhere. So I bet you there's millions of labels out there that have their have an email from me with uh with Ice Graves demos on it and shit. But uh he was the only one that ever hit us up, so and I, I love that loyalty, right? Because, yeah, uh, you, you stick with the person that gave you an opportunity. And, and I get, you know, bands uh, want to do bigger stuff. Uh, you know, so maybe the label can't sustain what they're doing. But I, I really like the fact that uh, you guys have stayed loyal and stayed with Creative Destructor. And it seems like, uh, you know, it, I mean, it looks like it's a good pairing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get along well. You know, he, he understands, like, how we operate. You know, nothing's too serious. We're only going to do the things that we want to do. And... You know, we're not we're not trying to be the biggest band in the world. We're and we're not trying to make money. So it's you know, we just want we just want our records put out and we want people to hear it. 
and you know he's willing to to put our shit out on physical vinyl tapes cds whatever we want and you know that's really cool of him to give us that opportunity and and uh you know it's been four years since the the promo and i know you mentioned earlier that you guys went in a, a different direction are, are there any of those older tracks uh, that are making it onto the new record so we only we only uh had that song cost of innocent life at that time mm-hmm. and we were working on other songs so we we had that one done and then obviously the, there's an agnostic front mm-hmm. cover yeah mm-hmm. uh, so we we had just done that to like kind of pull people over but yeah, we just ended up just slacking off and not and not put not writing it, not putting it in the work. <laughs> just took, took years. And how long was that uh, process to create this new record? Because obviously the, there there was a, a significant amount of time in between. I mean, I forget which song it was, but there is a song on there that was that was written around that time. Yeah, for the most part. Hey, buddy. <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's all good yeah there there was a song on there that we had we'd been fleshing out uh and practicing here and there um from that time but it never truly got perfected or finished or anything like that so i don't want to say it took four years i mean it did kind of take four years but then the, the last the last like five songs aside from that one were all you know within three months mm-hmm and can you describe the the whole uh, writing process? Uh, like, how was it? Was it fun for you guys to finally get back into the studio? Because obviously, uh, with the uh, time in between, obviously they were busy with uh, Gulch. But for, the, for you guys to all get back mm-hmm. together and actually finally be able to work on a new Spinebreaker record, yeah, it's awesome to even like. I'm not too involved in the actual writing process. Like, we just kind of let Elliot do his thing. Mm-hmm. So when when he gets in like a an you know, obsessive mood, he'll just like lock himself in his room and just fucking start riffing but uh we you know once he's in that and i'm, and I'm just getting videos of like what he's writing i'm just like fuck yeah like this shit this shit slaps like let's let's go mm-hmm. you're like all right you, you know it, it's time yeah um, it's you know it's getting real you know when he's sending a certain shit yeah i i, I love that sticker on the back of his guitar <laughs> which i i don't know if it, uh you know how strongly he feels about that but I, i'm so curious i honestly don't know how strongly he feels <laughs> about that either i don't know if it's if it's totally a bit or if it's you know a little bit true but mm-hmm. who knows pretty interesting um okay well with the record uh, you know coming out tomorrow which is awesome are, are you like relieved to, to finally have it out because the, the the single's been out for a little bit which is awesome yeah. spectral forge but uh with the record finally being out uh, is there like the sense of relief or uh, how are you feeling these days yeah definitely relieved that it's finally going to be out um if if it was like i mean it, it is up to us but if it if we just like wanted to do it exactly how we wanted to we would have just probably dropped it dropped the whole thing without mm-hmm. a single but i know that the you know i want more people to hear it obviously and you know throwing out a single there is really the only way to do it but i'm not going to do the whole two song three songs singles and then when we drop the record there's only two more songs to listen to so yeah i i feel like you guys had a a, a, a nice build up right the the one single like hey uh, you know spinebreaker is putting out a new record and then uh, you know well yeah it's only it hasn't been that long it's only been like a couple months right 
for the single yeah for, from the single till till now yeah i think it came out at the beginning of last month yeah. so yeah it's really it's really not that long mm-hmm. feels like it for us yeah because you guys uh, created that I, I can't imagine uh you know uh how you guys are feeling but now that it, it it's finally going to be dropping what are uh, your ideal plans moving forward because i don't know if you want to have another uh you know long gap in between releases or how busy you guys want to be with spinebreaker definitely not i know me, me and elliot have talked about just getting right back on it and just writing writing another little ep probably mm. a short like a short quick like in your, in your face ep but hopefully i mean i would love to do that by the end of the year yeah because i feel like uh uh you guys oh or i was talented but i just felt like you guys could go as far as you wanted right so if you guys mm-hmm. want to you know go hard with it uh you know you, you guys could go really far with it so i i think uh you know if you guys want to do another ep by the end of the year i think that would be awesome because obviously there's gonna be a lot of people paying attention again because you guys have this new record out now and if you guys come back you know at the end of the year with something else new i, I think that'd be really awesome yeah, I do too. I think that I just I like being as busy as possible. You know, when we first started, you know, we were kind of we put out a demo and then we were dropping singles kind of left and right. It felt like, you know, compared to now, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to get back to that and just, ha- you know, just keep our set list fresh and keep people uh, satisfied with, you know, the, the shit that we're putting out. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just California in general, but I feel like uh you know with hardcore there's just like this uh big like more metal influence going on these days because yeah uh, with you guys and if you look at bands like uh you know uh upon stone which is like you know r- you know very much tied to the hardcore scene dead body which i think is awesome uh can you talk about that is that something that uh you like or you want to see more of i yeah i would that's that's the thing that i that people will call a hype but it doesn't ever seem to die Mm-hmm. And, you know thankfully because i i love hearing that shit you know like you got the twitching tongues shirt in the background like that's one of the most that's one of like my biggest influences starting this band you know and then like i just the anything any of the metal influence stuff is like my jam you know upon you said upon stone that you know those are the homies and dead body you know any any young projects i'm down with mm-hmm. and uh yeah i just i want to hear more of that shit no matter like what if it is it the thrash metal side is it the death metal side more grindcore side fuck it like let's hear it yeah no i'm i'm all for it and yeah like i i have this touching tongue shirt here because obviously they just uh, re-released uh you know the the record which i thought was awesome because uh i've always been a huge fan of uh twitching tongues so for for them to have been gone since uh you know just as long as you guys i think their last set was like the ldb set in was it 2019 or maybe 2020 i can't remember um, i think yeah i think that was 2019 because it was people were, were saying that that was where COVID started <laughs> uh, but yeah for, for them to, to have been gone and like trust me i've been trying to book twitching tongues like behind the scenes like i've bugged colin so many times about it but for them to actually be back and they were going to be playing sound and fury i i'm so happy because i i always felt like uh you know they're one of the best bands out here so for so for them to finally come back and you know they said they're going to put out a, a new lp i'm i'm just so so stoked oh yeah me too yeah i'm actually thinking about going down to sound and fury just because i saw they were going to be on it no yeah, you gotta you gotta support big boy oh yeah i forgot about <laughs> big boy <laughs> yeah shout out shout out to uh big shout boy big boy 
Yeah, I, and I think they're coming down before Sound of Fury. They're doing a, a, a run because uh, right now there's uh, you know the Inland Empire is popping off. They're they're having like some sick ass shows, and uh, I think it's like Big Boy, uh, was it Natural Human Instinct, uh, and mm. some and somebody else. Yeah. Fuck, I, I forget the third third band from up there that, that that's coming down. But I'm like, okay, that's sick. That, one. Yeah. Uh, uh, that band's sick. Uh, so for, for those three bands to, to to come down and play the Inland Empire, I'm like, okay, th- th- that's something that I can't miss. So I- I'm very much looking forward to seeing those three bands down here. Hell yeah, yeah, all those bands are fucking awesome. <clears throat> okay, and as far as you, what have you been up to th- these uh, past four years? Are you still training at AKA? I'm not. I'm not at AKA right now. Okay, I stopped training for a bit, and then. Uh, I started training again at another gym pretty recently. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a pretty good deal on on training there, and then Elliot started training there, and some other homies are, are there too. So, you know, I've just been I'm not focused on fighting or anything anymore. So I'm just like kind of trying to help my homies be bred, get better, mm-hmm. but without them getting better than me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it still just uh, Muay Thai? Yeah, just straight Muay Thai. Okay, I, I think that's funny. <laughs> you want to help them get better, but not better than you. Uh, why? Yeah. Why is that? I can't be lacking. <laughs> I just can't. I can't let them get their. I can't let them keep getting their egos higher. You know. Okay. Every once in a while, Elliot thinks he beats me in a round, and but I just can't. I can't let it happen. I can't let that shit slide. But if they get to that point where they reach your level, are are you going to have to you know get back in there and get serious and you know advance? I might have to take a fight against them. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild but uh how is it do you like training with your friends like that oh yeah yeah because even through the you know the whole pandemic i you know we all got together and that was like kind of the one thing that like got us all hanging out and shit mm-hmm. is we you know there's no gym so we'd go meet up in at like a football field at a, at a high school or some shit like that and and just kick pads and kick each other have a good time doing that and as far as like mma are, are you still keeping up and watching it I've been keeping up a little bit. Wait, uh, I forget what the the last the the Adesanya Pereira card is. What I, the last one I watched? Okay, that's still pretty recent. That that was uh, the last pay per view. Yeah, yeah. I've really been only watch, checking out like the the big pay per views or mm-hmm. maybe some of the bigger fight nights, but I haven't been keeping up like weekly like I used to. Oh yeah, it 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 it, it gets rough because there's so many cards and. Uh, obviously with their contract with ESPN, they have to like fulfill so many you know cards. So not every card is going to be worth watching as messed up as that mm-hmm. sounds. So I can totally get that. Cause even me, right. I'm, I'm still a, a super fan, but I can't watch everything. Cause before I used to watch like early prelims till the end of the main card. But now it's like, uh, like it's a like I found it that like what most of the time it wasn't even worth investing into the early prelims. Cause uh, the talent wasn't the same as it used to be back in the day because like you see some people coming up from the regional circuit uh, on the early prelims are like okay this is somebody to keep an eye on but now it's just like they're grabbing so many fighters just to fill these cards it's just like it's, to me it's not worth it like it used to be so now i just uh you know will pop in on the prelims so i've kind of like cut out watching the early prelims these days yeah exactly like the the you know the putting the prelims on is kind of just like you're making dinner and you just have them on the background otherwise mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm falling asleep before the before the main event starts. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, th- th- there's a huge pay per view uh, th- this weekend: Aljamain Sterling versus uh, Henry Cejudo. Su- uh, oh, that's right. Me. Yeah, w- which is crazy because obviously it's been uh, three years since Cejudo uh, uh, relinquished his titles and retired. So I- I'm very curious to see what he looks like in his return. Yeah, it feels like even longer than that. 
yeah years sounds that's that seems like short but i guess yeah i'll take your word on that that's crazy (laughs) yeah because for him to to be at the top of flyweight and uh bantamweight and for him to walk away and like you know for him to come back like the whole sport is different right there's been so many different champions since he's been around or or since he's left but i'm i'm happy that he he came back i i really wish he would have never stepped away but obviously he wanted more money which i can't blame for it but i i'm happy that he decided to come back uh, you know, at, at this point, and it still doesn't feel like it's too late for him. I, I feel like he can still, uh, you know, make some waves at those divisions and even maybe get that uh, Volkanovski fight if he wins. That would be a crazy fight. Yeah, either he, one, whoever wins, whoever or whoever ends up moving up, that'd be it'd be insane to watch that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because even Aldo, yeah, he he's talking about uh, you know his days at. Uh, well, not even just his days at Bantamweight, but just his days in MMA are, are, are numbered. So, yeah. uh, for him to to want to move up before the end of his career, I, I think that would be pretty interesting because he is a, a bigger Bantamweight. So, I, I would be really curious to see what he's like at featherweight. Yeah, I'm always interested to hear like or see what what happens with some of these guys like that are at the smaller weight classes, especially you know when they when you hear like how much weight they're actually cutting. It's like man, I would I would love to see you with like full strength, you know, full full energy but then but then again you saw like max holloway going up to 155 and just wasn't the same yeah it's rare uh it it doesn't really work out for a lot of people that go up right what because like off the top of my head it it worked out for uh john jones obviously uh uh jan blahovich he went up to light heavyweight won the belt um but other than that i can't really think yeah because when max went up it, it was so um it was so weird to watch how Dustin Poirier's punches affected him because you're like, wow, like, like is he Dustin really that strong? Because like you know, uh, when Dustin landed, it was a big difference versus when Max was landing punches on Dustin. So and it wasn't like it was that much of a. It's not like he he was getting totally washed. Like he was he was landing good shots that just weren't they just weren't hitting Dustin the way that they would hit you know someone in the in the featherweight. Yeah. Which is really weird. Like, yeah, um, I I know like there's been talks of maybe Max going up since there's not a whole lot left for him at uh, featherweight, and, and since Volk's still the champ, uh, you know he's you know most likely not going to get a title shot anytime soon, and he just keeps beating these contenders, and so yeah, he's just kind of uh, this really strong gatekeeper for Volkanovski, yeah. and it, it, it's a bummer because he, he's he's such a good fighter, but yeah, like once he ran into Volk, it's just like you know that guy just had his number. Yeah, sometimes you got that, you know. You just got that guy that's that's gonna keep you right out of the talks. Like until he's until he's out of the championship, like until he's done holding the belt. Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him being there. He might as well start kind of bulking up a little bit, and which who knows if he even needs to do. But you know, start training like he's gonna be a one fifty five or you know. Yeah, just get ready to to be able to you know absorb those heavy punches because you know. if Dustin was able to be that effective against him, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of people that are Dustin's size and even better than Dustin in that division that Max hasn't faced yet. Yeah. Yeah. And Dustin could be considered one of the smaller guys in that division, I would think. Yeah. Cause remember, Dustin came up from 145. Remember, he, he had that yeah. stint. Uh, he, he lost to Conor McGregor and decided to uh, move up weight class and had great success and still, I think, top five lightweight, but uh, obviously just had some rough goes against uh, Charles Oliveira and uh, you know, he, they're talking about giving him the Gaethje rematch next. 
uh, even though he won that fight. But like you know, talking about running it back, I, I think you know, is it, it entertaining as that would be? Um, you know, like I'm not too excited about them fighting again. Yeah, yeah, we kind of already saw it. I mean, it, it could go a whole different way if it was kind of a slug mat, a slugfest, right? But mm-hmm. you know, it could it could go a whole different way. But I I feel like they're kind of doing him wrong by giving him like uh, contender shots instead of because he he could he has a he hasn't fought um what's his name who you talking why about? am i forgetting his name the 155 champ <laughs> why am i forgetting his name oh i'm um, uh islam makachev islam he hasn't fought islam has he no Mm-mm. yeah like i don't i don't see why he wouldn't be next like or one of the next guys yeah uh, who was dustin's last fight it was Chandler. was it chandler I thought it was. It wasn't Connor. I thought it was Connor. Am I tripping? Hold on, let me look this up. Uh, it might have been Connor. Yeah, because because uh, I know he fought, and then he had like really bad, like he had like a really bad staff infection. Like he almost lost his leg. That's right. Oh no, you're right. It was Chandler. It was Chandler. Yeah, because he, he. Yeah, that was that was a good fight. Yeah. Good showing for him. Yeah, that yeah, because he he beat Chandler because that was um that was supposed to be uh like a title eliminator but then Chandler decided because uh Chandler decided to take the, the ultimate fighter which I get you know he's probably gets to fight Connor make more money whatever but uh yeah th- that division is uh, a little weird at the top uh, uh there's a lot of older guys that have been there for a while so hopefully this like a uh, new crop of people coming up uh you know can start to get rid of some of those guys at the top that have been there for a while yeah yeah they've got a they got a lot of talent at that division Who's that? Who's the? Is that one dude from Kazakhstan? Is he one fifty five er? Which one? I'm I'm Shavka Rachmanov. Is that his name? Uh, he's a welterweight. He's he's welterweight. He's a welterweight. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. he yeah. He's kind of a skinnier welterweight. So I, I was thinking he was like, but he's kind of he's a tall guy. Yeah, that guy's fucking awesome. His, he's his, yeah. His, he's his, impressive. His last fight against Jeff Neal was fucking badass. And, and, and it sucks as long for, as he can, as long as he can keep himself like being you know, overly cock, uh, overly cocky, you know, it seemed like he, he started getting caught a little bit when he, uh, when he was like, sh- like, you know, showboating some of his techniques a little bit. Yeah. He, he needs to, obviously at the top of the, that uh, division needs to show a little more respect because anybody could get caught, you know? Yeah. Just like Hamza. I mean, Hamza wearing that list against Gilbert. So, uh, God, I, I don't like that guy. <laughs> you don't like Hamza? <laughs> <laughs> No, he, he's um, uh, he, he's talented, but it's like, okay, like uh, when we saw him fight somebody, you know, at, at the top of the division against Gilbert, he, he wasn't as impressive. Right. But against all these people in the middle of the division, yeah, he, he looks amazing. But I feel like once he gets like, yeah, I don't feel make it to. Um, well, he, he moved up to, to, to 185. So who knows if, if he'll get to um Israel or uh, you know who else he, he can get up there because I I would like to see him fight like Robert Whitaker but I uh, you know he's already pretty sure he's booked um, against that uh, DDP guy so I'm really curious to see who they would give Kamzat next um, at middleweight yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they if they put him against Izzy to be honest you know well yeah because uh, I hope they don't do that but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because everybody at the top is booked. Like uh, Sean Strickland's booked. Um, he's fighting. Who, who's he fighting? He, he just accepted a fight against. Um, I forget who he's fighting, but he, he he's fighting somebody. And then Gilbert and uh, Bilal Muhammad just accepted a fight. They're fighting. 
uh, you know, I think this this week, and then uh, Robert Whitaker and DDP are fighting. So yeah, there's really nobody <laughs> at the top for Izzy at, at this moment, which is crazy because uh, he's beat most of those people except for DDP. He hasn't fought him, but he he's beat everybody else in, in, in the top five, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I kind of feel like it was kind of bullshit that they that they just give uh, Pereira the title shot even in the first place. You know, he go, he goes in and he. He beats like how many people did he beat? He beat two strikers and then and then got the title shot. I think he won and three. Izzy had fights, to clear yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, but they're all strikers. Mm-hmm. Izzy had to clear out a whole division of wrestlers. Yeah. To get to the title and then you know, but he he got it back. He got it back. Yeah. That 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 first uh, MMA fight when Izzy lost in the fifth round, I was just like, what the heck is going yeah. on? Because obviously he had to fight cautious because of uh, Perez power. So I, I understand the the way that he fought, but when he got caught at the end of, of the fifth, I was just floored. I was like, "This sucks! I can't believe that happened." But I, I'm happy th- that he finished it the way that he did in the second MMA fight because that was insane. I was freaking out. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even if you watch the the first kickboxing fight, I think it was the first one. That was a really close fight that probably could have gone to Izzy. Hundred percent. Yeah, the the one that went to decision. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of a bad decision, <laughs> and you know. I, I feel like, yeah, that, they've always been a really good matchup that somehow just his power uh, just catches him every single time. It felt like and it made that, that last fight super fucking scary, even just watching. Yeah, because uh, he was still taking those calf kicks, didn't really uh, you know check anything. He was just just letting them land, and that was a big problem in, in the first MMA fight. So I was I, I wasn't really sure, and also the, you know time in between the uh, you know first MMA fight to the second, like it's like how much did, could you really improve in that short amount of time? So um, yeah. so for it to you know go Izzy's way, I I, I I was really happy. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't wrestle. Like I, I thought that that was going to be his way to victory. Yeah, it was like uh, for a brown belt, he looked like a you know like he's never been on the ground before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I was uh, you know, uh, I w- would have bet money that he was gonna make, you know try to bully him on the ground with wrestling because Izzy obviously uh, more seasoned with MMA grappling than Alex, but he just didn't go that route and just knocked him out, which was insane. That was yeah, it was almost better to see. Just give me you know, mini heart attack every second I watched it, but yeah. And how do you feel about Izzy wanting to just close the chapter uh, not wanting to, to uh, run it back? Uh, Cause I would like to, for him to, you know, put a stamp on it, you know, make it, uh, you know, uh, two to one in MMA if he were to win uh, a, a rematch, but obviously they don't want to jam up the middleweight division anymore, but it's there's like, there's nobody else cause everybody else is booked. So yeah. I wouldn't be mad yeah. at it. Yeah, it would it would kind of jam it up, but like, there's really nothing to. There kind of isn't anything to to jam up. If you think about it, like like you were just saying, there's everybody's booked. So, I mean, the only one that's not booked is Hamzat, and I don't know. I wonder if it's Izzy's if it's Izzy's decision not to run it back, or if it's uh, Pereira's decision because he 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 announced shortly after that he's going to 205, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but man, he'll do fine at, at 205, but I don't know if he will be the champ at 205 because there's yeah. some people at the top like um there's like that uh, alexander rakich uh he, he's oh like, yeah uh, that guy i think is a beast and then even the champ jamal hills uh good and then uh, i'm a huge fan of anthony smith 
Um, and then even, uh, you know, Jerry, uh, who, who relinquished the title because of his sh- a shoulder injury, maybe he can come back and still be a beast. I don't know. Um, so so for Alex to go up there and fight people his size, right, versus beating up people that are smaller than him, it, it's going to be really interesting to to watch in the future. Yeah, he was able to do it in glory. So, there, you know, there's a chance he could do it there. But they they also have very good wrestlers up at the top there. Yeah. Which and especially with ones that can match his strength. Yeah, I would like to see him. Uh, I think it was my buddy Nate who suggested, um, like for his first fight at two or five, they should give him uh, Johnny Walker. Which I was like, damn, that would be a crazy fight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fucking crazy fight. Uh, or yeah. Johnny Walker, though. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah. Jo- Johnny Walker was one of those fighters. Like, he was still decent. Um, you know, had a lot of hype when, when he was first, uh, you know, entered into the division, but then obviously, uh, Corey Anderson beat him up and then he just uh, has had some losses. Uh, but I, I think it would be a, a crazy fight, but I, I wouldn't be mad at it if they did give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like to see it, but I don't think, I don't see it going Johnny Walker's way, unfortunately. Yeah. Cause I feel like he'd want to stand and bang and, like Pereira just has too much power. It's kind of mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, he's got he's got so much power, and he's super patient. Like he can just kind of withstand a lot of those storms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to get in a kickboxing match with Alex Pereira. No. Okay, and I'm curious about uh, uh, your, your podcast. Uh, can you talk about uh, what's going on with that? Is that still a thing? Uh, it's not like it's not a thing, but we have we just haven't haven't uh, kept up with it. Mm-hmm. we've we've been trying to like figure out a way to you know to to schedule it like just to do it like this like on uh on a zoom or a skype or something like that but just haven't followed up one of our co-hosts john had a he had a baby last last year i think he just turned one the other day okay but uh yeah so that and that was he, we used to record at his house so it was kind of it kind of threw a little wrench in it but you know maybe maybe we'll come we'll get back at it yeah, I think that would be awesome because for for people like me who aren't well versed in uh, horror movies and don't really have uh, real direction, I just always uh, you know rely on my friends or podcasts to uh, kind of uh, you know put me on to you know cool movies to watch. Yeah, shit. Maybe that. Maybe I mean thinking about it, like that's kind of like how I kept up with, with horror movies is just doing the podcast. Like, I don't think since I've watched like since I've done the podcast, I don't think I've. Uh, I've kept up with anything. That's crazy. Yeah, because I I do like you know I was before you know I I was religious horror watcher, but mm-hmm. I just haven't I just haven't kept up or you know gone out of my way for anything in a while. I was about to uh, ask you for some recommendations because uh, obviously I, I I knew that you did the podcast and you're way more knowledgeable with it than me. So I was like, all right, let me see if he has some good recommendations because I I can't remember the last horror movie I watched. If I'm being honest. Yeah, these days I'm out of the loop. Like, even if I did, I can't. I just can't off the top of my head. I can't think of anything. Um, I mean, I watched. I, I'm sure you watched Barbarian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah. I did watch that one. That was awesome. I've definitely kept up with like the ones like obviously that obvious hype on them and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't. I can't think of anything that I've watched that's even that's recent at all. All right, I, I think this is this is the point where I right, the podcast needs to get back together. We, we need to figure this out. I know. <laughs> we need to get a little reunion. Yeah, we were. I was talking to to Devin the other day. We went and saw Carcass together. Okay. We were talking about it. Like, damn, maybe we should just like do a podcast where 
it's not even like necessarily horror based, mm-hmm. but like that shit would probably end up coming up anyway. Yeah, just it will just be just be bullshitting. It's it's yeah, just a, a, an excuse to get together, right? Now you're gonna do it anyways. They're your friends. So just yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be like, all right, we're gonna hit record and just uh, just record the conversation we're we're gonna have anyways. And yeah, it, it doesn't have to be uh, you know horror focused, but it, you know obviously just tie it in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it would definitely you know, because that's like one of our. That's one of our relate, like what of uh, one of our big relations as friends. So mm-hmm. that death metal and shit like that. So All right. I feel like there isn't a lot of death metal in podcasts. So that could be something. There you go. Yeah, just find your niche, and uh, there's people out there that, that that will listen to it. You you know, th- there's uh, you know uh, a fandom for everything. Maybe I can get them to like karate in the pit. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's going to be a little challenging. I always, uh, f- I always find it a little offensive when I see those kinds of shirts. No karate in the pit, obviously, because I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I come from from the hardcore scene, and I uh, kind of stumbled onto you know metal and death metal, you know, along the way. Uh, so I, I always think those shirts are funny. I, I don't get too pressed about it, but whenever I see those, I'm like, man, it, it's not, it's not that crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if the if the bands like. I bet you Dying Fetus would be stoked as shit if like their their pit was just pe- just people beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes I think people look at it. Uh, obviously, it is violent. It does look crazier than probably actually is. But, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. I think that the, the videos people see are, are always what turn people off. Like, I saw I saw our viral. I think it was from the IE. Right? There was a viral video that was going around of, of someone that we probably both know. <laughs> oh, man. And that's crazy. Very, very cringe. And that's like the shit that people see and they're like, God, oh, no karate in the pit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And then when, when you if think I was about, there, <laughs> when you think about also like videos like, you know, speed from Sound and Fury going viral and people just, you know. a lot of outsiders looking in people that don't understand what hardcore is or you know the environment it looks so uh you know crazy why would people want to be there and experience that uh yeah in all reality it's way more controlled and way more organized than people actually really understand yeah it's pretty easy to avoid like i I try to tell people who's like who are scared to go to their first show Mm -hmm. you know like that's not the whole the whole venue isn't just fighting each other that that just would never work. Yeah, I, I was watching the video of you guys at the brewery, and there's this girl holding a drink, and I was like, for sure that drink's getting knocked out of her hand, and <laughs> people are crashing into her. She managed to hold that drink like it was nothing. So I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, you know, you just got to know where to be, and uh, you know, just be be aware of your surroundings, and yeah, you'll be fine. I know. Apparently, being on the stage doesn't make you safe though, because I thought I thought somebody ripped my fucking knee apart <laughs> in the middle of that shit. Somebody got knocked into me. That's scary. That's like my biggest fear. That's like the the one injury that I would never want to go through is getting my knee destroyed. I know. Like it just, I felt it kind of go sideways. Oh, and I, I felt a little bit, and then I was like, "Oh no, fuck no! Please let me walk." And luckily, I did. And mm-hmm. That was fine. <laughs> but it was it was pretty annoying at the time. Yeah, yeah, but you know, shit Worth happens. Uh, but just yeah, be aware. It's not that dangerous. And, you know, so you, you'll catch a stray sometimes. You know, shit, it gets dark with weird lighting. Uh, mm-hmm. But 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 for the most part, yeah. As long as you're you're aware, you'll be fine. Yeah, we've all been through it. We've all got our teeth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've lost, but both of my front teeth. But I this uh, 
this one, my left one is fake. Um, <laughs> which uh, I don't oh, think that, ever... my left one is fake too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've never said on the podcast, but yeah, that's a fake tooth. Yeah, it's like I want to shout out Jared from Force to Suffer. Thank you. Shout out Jared, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, shit happens. I, I've got spin kicks to the face. The I think the worst is like getting uh, people stage diving on top of you. I think is like the worst thing. That that shit hurts more than I. Think. Oh, dude, yeah, because you you just don't even see it. Like you, you somehow it's like in the videos, it's like the most obvious thing. You you know why wouldn't you see it coming mm-hmm. when you're actually under those people? Yeah, it's like they they you turn and they're in your face already. Yeah, and, and for me, I always wear like a hat or a beanie and my glasses. And like when my hat goes one way, the beanie or my glasses go the other. <laughs> I'm like, fuck! Like, all right, I gotta prioritize my glasses. Obviously, then hopefully I can find my my hat that I like because that's why I, I wore it. So uh, you know, shit ch- ch- can get hectic, but uh, but it's all part of the fun, right? That that's why we're there. That's why we choose to be in the pit. Because if not, I would just stand at the back or stay outside, you know. And that's why we continue to play hardcore shows because I love that shit so much. Yeah, the the energy has never gone stale for me for as long as I've been going to shows. It's it's something that it, it, it's like you can't replicate it. No, no, because I mean we and like take it from me, like we've we've played plenty of metal shows, like strictly metal crowd, mm-hmm. and it's not nearly as fun. Like maybe for the band members, but not for not for me. <laughs> like for me, I'm like I'm trying to keep energy up and shit, and then you might even like. In a video, you might even see my energy levels just totally just drop like towards the end. I'm like, okay, I can't get these guys to do anything. So <laughs> I'll just grab the mic stand and stand here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer to play like, you know, obviously the, the hardcore shows over the, those kinds of shows? By far. I love playing those show, the metal shows just because like some of the bands that come through, like I really want to play with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I definitely prefer playing two hardcore kids yeah because they, they they bring the energy they're the ones because like i feel like they realize like it's like a part of the show to jump off stage to mosh but maybe the metal kids don't really understand that they can do that like it, it's yeah. fine yeah and we like we write we write these riffs specifically for the like those kind of ridiculous activities like we write fight riffs on purpose you know <laughs> like, like we we want we want motherfuckers to be swinging at each other and jumping off the stage like fuck at just a gig or just another gig people di- stage diving like i love that shit that's it that shit's so awesome it's so rare that we actually get to play on a on a stage where people can actually jump off of mm-hmm. yeah well hopefully with the new record being out people uh, realize like all right the this band has been away for far too long let's give them everything that we got because uh you know who knows yeah this... jump in my dms <laughs> jump in his dms jump off stage go crazy yes please um we encourage him you know more than anything okay well i i really do hope at some point you guys make it down to uh you know orange county or la because uh, I, I would love to see you guys down here or maybe if my schedule lines up, I can go up to your record release because that's something that to this day I still haven't done. Right. Like I still have not been up to the Bay to San Jose for a show. I was uh, supposed to go to that drain record release back in 2020, but that shit never happened. So I, I, I would love to go up there at, at some point, but before this is all said and done, I have to go up there and, and experience yeah. your guys. You definitely scene. do. Yeah, you definitely do. It's fucking awesome. I think you'll find it very similar to, to the scene down South. Mm hmm especially right now 
maybe not, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe not, but now I think it, I think it would be pretty comparable, especially like if the, if the, the bigger bands like the drains or, or tsunami are playing. Yeah. I, I need to see that band. Um, God, why am I going to mess up their name? Well, now I have to look it up because I don't want to mix up the words and sound like an idiot. Uh, cause I've been, uh, bugging them, uh, uh, summer blue I've been bugging oh, them summer blue <laughs> yeah been trying to book them this is when i book shows uh, i i retired from booking shows because i hate that shit uh, so shout yeah. out shout out to everybody that that can uh, deal with that but uh that's one band that i i can't stop listening to from up there yeah summer blue is awesome i i listened to them like when that when that first dp dropped i i was listening to that on repeat for a while yeah that's um matt from natural human instinct he's in that band mm-hmm yeah, shout out Matt. I uh, that's I, little Justin's brother. Yeah, I, I ran into him uh, down here in Orange County. I, I was walking out of this uh, K barbecue place, and uh, he was walking in with his girlfriend. And he, like, I didn't notice him because I'm at lunch. I didn't think I was going to know anybody there. So when I was leaving, and he called out my name, I'm like, "Oh shit, Matt! This is not where I would expect to run into you. Like, what's up?" So it, it was cool to see him uh, down here. But yeah, I love that band, and uh, I, I hope to see them at some point. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're. I think. Uh, are they playing that show down south with Tsunami? Um, I don't know. Like, you talking about the shows that got announced with like Down Presser? Yes, I. Th- I think they're playing one of. Maybe they're playing the Bay, one of the Bay Area ones. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw them on, on any of the lineups down here down south because there's only like, there's like uh, the LA one seventeen twenty with Down Presser, um, which is sick. Um, I don't think so. Okay. But I wish one yeah, day. One day they will. I'm, I'm sure they're they're going to blow up at some point. I, I hope so. I I tell everybody I'm like, hey, listen to Summer Blue, uh, or anybody that uh you know even listens to like you know like that kind of like softer stuff. I'm like, check this band out. This band is awesome. Like, get in tune now because you know if they continue to do what they're doing now, they'll be fine. People will know about them. But I'm just trying to get everybody, you know, on the hype train before you know before it gets big. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody loves to to be the the demo person so better yeah. better get on it now yes get on i'm we're, we're telling you now summer blue super sick band uh support every band up in the bay right now like yeah we, we, we talked about big boy condition one field of flames i i hope they start doing more shows i know they're, they're coming down here in, in the summer for the indecision 30-year uh, records so that's going to be sick um obviously you guys Drain's going crazy. Drain's going to go on tour. Drain's playing in Orange County. They're, they're hitting the observatory. Yeah. Shout out Drain. Shout out Magnitude. Yeah. Drain's new new record is coming out on the same day as ours. Dropping Friday. Oh, Friday. This Friday. There yeah. it is. The, the, the unity with uh, Drain, Santa Cruz, and San Jose with Spinebreaker. That, that's yep. awesome. The Bay is going to be doing it big this Friday. I've been telling everybody, man. You guys, I'm telling you, up there, what you guys are doing, it's it's insane. It's fun to watch because I... You do always put on for the Bay. I, I got to give you credit for that. I, I try just because I'm, uh, I'm a legit fan. I, I appreciate uh, the kindness, right? Not, not only the music, right? The music's fucking awesome, but everybody that I've reached out to, everybody that I've talked to is always so kind behind the scenes when they don't have to be. So I truly appreciate that. Yeah, it's all for naught if everybody's a dick. Like, why would I... You know, if, if you beat somebody and their their band... And you like their band and they were a dick to you. Like, I can't even tell you how many bands like I don't fuck with anymore because I like I met them and they were douchebags. Yeah. Just like, what's the point? Yeah. We're all <laughs> we're like, yeah, you're in a cool band, but you're still a, you're still a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just we're, like, 
if, if you think of like how insignificant our music is like our genre to like the greater the greater uh good of the world like it's pretty fucking it's pretty small on that it's like really only big in our lives mm-hmm. so just be a fucking just be a decent human and you know we can all be friends we can all be cool yeah and for and i feel like you're seeing a, a good example you guys are all uh you know really friendly really nice like i said when you don't have to be but you guys all put it on for each other that that's something that i think is really important that you guys uplift each other and i think feel like that's a big reason why your scene is where it's at today is for uh, you guys looking out for each other and putting on for your scene and uh, you know wanting the best for everybody not just for one specific band but for everybody just uh, you know working in unison to build up you know the the bay right everybody knows rbs it's it's crazy it's cool mhm everybody yeah everybody knows rbs because we all put on for each other and we can all eat like it's not there's no there's no money in this bullshit you know like this <laughs> there's no point in like trying to hog it all yeah, so I hope more scenes, uh, you know, uh, take a step back and look at uh, what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, kind of take from that and know that uh, it doesn't have to be crabs in the bucket. You guys can all grow and uh, flourish together because you're right. Like, you know, uh, not having a famine mentality is the way to go, right? Because there is enough for everybody because when, when you think about the the amount of bands that exist, it's like not everybody's only going to listen to a small group of bands. Everybody listens to everything. Exactly. So, so yeah. Exactly. Like, if 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 like something's coming out on the same day like do you listen to one fucking record all day no no you check out pretty much you know whatever you wanted to hear whatever you wanted to hear in the first place that you're gonna listen to it so like you know it doesn't none of that really matters yeah or you can head over to spotify go boot up the hardcore caviar playlist exactly spinebreakers on it i don't know if you saw that special forges <laughs> on there <laughs> yes yeah. special forges on there um which is uh, you know uh, you know curated every month by yours truly uh so go, go support that but alex i appreciate you taking the time to come on before the record this has uh, been awesome like i said I- i'm happy to to be able to have you on again i'm a fan of spinebreaker i'm a fan of what you're doing hopefully uh, you get the podcast back together uh, I-, I appreciate you taking the time to do this today but before we go is there anything else you would like to say listen to the bands from the bay and from san jose or you're a bitch there it is rbs rbs shout out the bay thank you alex uh get that ep together i'll have you back on at the end of the year maybe we can get elliot to come on to talk about the moon landing that's something i, I really want to talk there about there you go Shout out, uh, uh, shout out Elliot, shout out Printhead, shout out the Tsunami, all that shit. It's awesome. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back soon. Goodbye.